Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Um, I'm just going to start listing some emotions. Shocked, but not surprised. Appalled. Angry. Sad. Embarrassed. Ashamed. Hopeful. Yes. Yes to all of that. If you've been experiencing this, you are not alone. I'm doing this episode today because myself, my clients, um, women in my community, some friends and family, I've come to realize we're we're all kind of in the same place. And a week ago, when I was feeling completely powerless, and I'll even say it, stupid and uneducated on the topic of racism, someone, almost like that feeling of I was so overwhelmed I was drowning and somebody put their hand in the water and pulled me out. And I want to offer that to you if you are feeling just overwhelmed with everything that is going on. And specifically speaking to the white women, I am a white woman um, as a, a business owner. You know, what we know in um, business and marketing is we tend to attract people who are like us. It's no surprise that my community is made up of type A white women There have been several conversations that I've had with people who are in different places from those who have lived through the riots in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, who've been a part of organizations who said they were for the cause of ending racism, but didn't put their actions behind their words. And also those you know, who are younger, who are saying, yes, finally, finally, we can do something about this. And, you know, and I know there's probably some who have this sense of like, we've been through this before, it's going to be all excitement while everything is in the news. And as soon as that goes away, people are going to get comfortable again. And while I understand that feeling and that fear, because I've thought about it in myself too. I'm really fired up right now um, and trying to manage it so I don't burn out from all of this. But uh, there's a sense that this is different. Right now is different. You can feel the energy and the momentum behind this movement. It may be the pandemic and unemployment fueling the anger, but let's face it, racism has been allowed to fester and grow in the United States and around the world for too long. So many people are joining this cause, and rather than worrying over much about what's going to happen after, I want to recommend that we focus on what is the work to do right now, right? So the other thing... um, I wanted to talk about is I really want to make some distinctions. There is a distinction. I think people are collapsing protesting 
and rioting and looting. They are not the same. Protesters are not rioting and looting. There is a small population who, for whatever reason, is overcome and feels the need to do that, to riot and to loot. And I have even seen news reports that quite a bit of the looting isn't being done by the rioters. They're being done by organized criminals, you know, kind of like a bank heist or a jewelry store theft. They're organized and they're using the riots to loot. I don't uh, agree with rioting and looting. I, I don't advocate it. But there's also a part of me that asked the question, what would bring somebody to the point where they felt that that was a necessary action? I don't want to judge it. I want to understand it. Um, one of, um, or a big part of what I teach my clients is our strategies and how we handle stress, right? We can judge, we can blame, we can lash out in stress, but it only gets us so far and it typically doesn't solve the problem. Another strategy we can take on is to get curious and to listen and to wonder and to ask questions and to listen, to understand. And it's on the flip side too. I know this will be unpopular, but there is a question in my head that asks, what systems are in place that have what would be decent and peaceful human beings beat up protesters and be violent towards peaceful protesters? These are hard questions, and they're not going to get answered quickly. But we have to, if we want the answers, we have to stay in that uncomfortable place and acknowledge that not everyone sees the world the way we see it. Another incredibly upsetting event that happened this past week happened at Lafayette Park, where peaceful protesters were attacked by police to clear the area so the president could cross the street to take a picture of himself holding a Bible in front of St. John's Church. That horrified me, and it scared me. Not to say that everything that had come before it wasn't horrific and scary and wrong. Just sharing my own personal perspective, as citizens of the United States of America, and for myself as a citizen of the United States of America, I pride myself on the fact that I live in a country where people can be heard, where there is free speech and protections for the press and for people who assemble peacefully to cry out against injustice or for their cause. I may not always agree with what they're saying. It may go against what I believe and it may strike a nerve in me, 
But there is a part of me that is so proud that we can do that without fear of harm or incarceration, that our voices will not be suppressed just because our ideas are unpopular. The other hard truth is that we've seen this in the past. You know, I think about the videos I've seen of protesters in the 1960s against racism and the police brutality that occurred during those peaceful protests. And there was a part of me when I was growing up thinking, but that was decades ago, right? That was a part of our history that had to do with fighting racism. You know, it was because of racism that that happened, right? And there there was a naive part of me that thought, but now... You know, we're over that. That wouldn't happen now. We're mu- we're a much more enlightened <laughs> society. This could never happen in, in the United States of America today. It's 2020. And so I think part of my upset over Lafayette Park was recognizing my naivete and recognizing that our freedoms are being taken away, or at least there is an attempt right now to take away our freedoms. And that shocked me to my core. Now I know there's work being done to correct that wrong and to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I want to speak to what, um, you know, myself and a lot of my clients have asked, like, what can I do, right? We're we're type A. (laughs) We're doers, right? We figure it out and we do something and we take action, but it's so overwhelming. You know, there's this question of where do I begin? And I want to use this analogy because it's something I understand of running a marathon, Because this is the thing. This is a marathon. You know, we're not going to solve this problem overnight or next week or next month or next year. This is going to take millions of people years to dismantle. And when I say this, I mean racism and the systems that are in place that allow for it and perpetuate racism. So this is is a long haul and it's going to take daily work and being uncomfortable and showing up and speaking up. So before you get all overwhelmed, because I was there, I get it. There was one day this week I I had become so overwhelmed and so exhausted that I had to leave my desk early because I couldn't sit in front of my computer any longer. My body hurt so bad. I had absorbed so much in that one day that it just overwhelmed and my system obviously became inflamed. Um, That was a red flag. So don't do that. (laughs) 
Um, so the analogy I want to use is one of running a marathon. Now, you may not sign up to physically run a marathon, but I guarantee you there are things in your life that theoretically could take on the analogy of a marathon. And I think this one definitely does. Now, if you want to run a marathon, there's a lot of things you can do to get started. You can research apparel, right? The appropriate apparel you should be wearing while you're training or and when you run your race. You can research nutrition plans, right? What, which ones will set you up to fuel you the best without um, taking in too many calories? You can research workout plans, right? Whether it's running or other sorts of strength training and cardio to help condition your body. You can hire a personal trainer. You can join groups. You can interview other people who've run marathons, right? There's a lot of um, entry points to running a marathon and being anti-racist and dismantling racist systems. There are many entry points into this conversation and the work that needs to be done. You just have to choose one to start with. That's it. Choose one. And then after you've taken that one action, the next one will become apparent. I also want to acknowledge that this is going to be uncomfortable. This is not going to be easy. And (laughs) I'm speaking especially to my community of um, perfectionists and recovering perfectionists, we're going to do it wrong, right? And that's okay. You know, when we start, when we're first learning something, trying to develop a new skill or habit, like we do it very imperfectly at first. But if we need to be good at something before we get started, we won't start many things, right? We won't get better. So there are going to be times where you're going to be wrong and you're going to misspeak and, you know, it, it's going to make you embarrassed and uncomfortable. But as long as you're willing to own it, to acknowledge it, to take responsibility for it and apologize, you're going to be okay. You are not alone We are in this together. Now, many of you know that I am a huge fan of Brene Brown, and I know many, many, many of you uh, are as well and love her work. So here we are. Now's our chance to really practice being vulnerable, being uncomfortable, standing in the fire and listening to others and recognizing in ourselves things that need to be healed, need to be acknowledged, um, and need to be addressed. Um, I, I love her, her mantra from her book, Braving the Wilderness, strong back, soft front, wild heart, right? Let's approach understanding racism in ourselves and in our society and actively choosing to become 
anti-racist. With that mantra in mind, strong back, soft front, wild heart. Okay, so what do we do? What are the first steps we can take? I'm giving a warning. I'm, I'm going to give a list of some things. They may not all be for you, but listen from a place of what feels right for me. What can I do? And I'm going to, again, reiterate, start with one thing. Go from there, right? This is going to be a long road to hoe, okay? Um, so some of the first easy steps you can take is sign petitions and donate money to organizations that are fighting racism. So there are organizations like Black Lives Matter, Change.org, Color of Change. And I'm putting um, putting this list and the links um, on the post that goes along with this episode. So you can find that at womentakingthelead.com forward slash anti-racism. Okay, so starting with sign petitions, donate money. I did that. It felt good. It was quick. It was easy. And it was done. Okay, from there, and this is the long work. And as doers, I know it can feel a little like it's not enough, right? And it's not, <laughs> but it's a start. It's a beginning. Educate yourself. And based on the media that you enjoy most, there are some options. I didn't put exhaustive lists. I just gave a few suggestions, but there's so many resources out there. So you can find the ones that are right for you. So I have listed films like Just Mercy and the Netflix original 13th. There are books like How to Be an Anti-Racist by Imbram X. Kindi, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, and Me and White Supremacy, Combat Racism, Change the World, and Become a Good Ancestor by Layla F. And I hope I don't, you know, destroy her last name, Said. Um, and also when you're buying books, please consider buying your books from Black-owned businesses. And I put a link to an article that lists 10 of them. So you can pick and choose. And I did peek into some of the links and explored them. There are audiobooks and Kindle versions in there as well. Um, there's a Google Doc that I'm going to put up that someone in my community shared with me. It, I'm labeling it massive resource list, right? So go in there knowing that this is going to be a humongous list of resources, you know, don't get overwhelmed by it. I have also listed some articles on how to be an ally. And another resource that was shared by my community by a woman in my community was a website for the Center for Transformation and Change. So Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Um, she has been an activist for over 35 years. And what I really appreciated about her website and, you know, kind of helped influence this post is if, if you're going to take on social justice, you really have to take care of yourself, right? You, you, you will burn out if you do too much too quickly. Um, so to all of you, I just want to say, I, I love you. <laughs> this is only the beginning. It is going to be hard, but I am here for you. If you are listening to this and you are struggling and you're feeling alone and overwhelmed, please reach out to me. I am at Jody at womentakingthelead.com. I am, you know, putting this out there to my community. What would you like to see? What do you need from me? 
Um, let's start talking about that. I want to use this platform for good and as a resource and as a safe place where we can have hard conversations, right? So I hope this was a value to you. It was a value to me. And here's to your success. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.